Hi, Mama. So excited that you're here today. We are going into restoration therapy part five. We are talking about peace cycles today. This is the good stuff. It's fun. Well, okay, it's still pretty deep, but it's a lot less painful than talking about pain. And it's just really good stuff. I believe it's some tools that are going to change your life. I'm really excited to go into this. Uh, just a reminder, we are talking about restoration theory. This is not something that I created. This is from Dr. Terry Hargrave. Be sure to go into the show notes to check out some links to going deeper into this. There are trainings, there are books, there are therapists you can find that are trained in this modality. It is amazing. I'm obsessed. I think you are too. So glad that you're joining in. And I want to remind you, if you're getting stuck on this stuff, if you think these tools are incredible and you want to use them, but there's they're just not clicking or you don't think you got your words right, please grab some coaching. I would love to walk you through this. And there's more I want to talk about, not just making the pieces fit, but helping take you deeper. I would love to be that person for you. And it's going to be amazing. So grab the coaching sessions, check the show notes for a link to that. And also come join the Facebook group. I'm doing lots of live demonstrations, going deeper, giving you visuals to help you understand this content. And I think you're really going to benefit from it. So make sure you grab all of this free stuff that I'm giving you. I don't know how long it's going to be free. So make sure you're getting it while you can and use it. You know, there's so much good stuff uh, for you to implement. And the more that you grab hold of and dig into, the more you're going to get out of it. So Let's jump into today. Peace cycles. It's going to be good. All right. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, we are diving into peace cycles today. Such good stuff. We have been talking about our pain and our wounds from childhood and how that contributes to these neural pathways we have in our brain. When we our pain gets triggered in our brain, it leads us to this destructive coping and it just keeps getting reinforced the more that we do it because people around us are going to often act out of their pain when we are acting out of our pain. And so this pathway just keeps getting wider and wider and our brains are lazy and just want to run down it. And so today we're going to talk about what it looks like to begin forming a new path. Now, next episode, I'm going to break down the actual steps that you can use each time you get triggered. But today we got to start with having a second cycle. We have our pain cycle, but we can't stop there. That is not the end of the story. And so as we create these peace cycles, this is going to begin helping you see where this path needs to go. Where does it need to head? What does it consist of? How are you going to dig up those weeds to get this path moving? So beginning with me and my example, one of my core words is that I feel alone. Now, I feel this again and again. I felt it throughout most of my life. But if you think about it, 
especially if you know me, know my parents, know my friends, know my God. This is not true. So the first part of forming this peace cycle is figuring out what is true. Now we can find truth from three different sources. The first is ourselves. Now, this might sound like we are not the most important, like it's always good to hear from other people, but we, in a way, are actually the most important source of truth. The reason is the other two sources of truth will mean nothing unless we give them permission to. We can all day argue against what people say about us and say that, no, that's not true of us. This this is really true. I am really alone. Don't you see this evidence in my life? And so unless we allow those other sources to, to speak truth into us, they aren't going to be able to impact us. They aren't going to be able to fuel this new path we're trying to create. Now, the second source of truth is other people. And specifically, our parents have the most say in in this. They have the most power in being able to help us reshape our beliefs about ourselves. That is not to say that if your parents are not around or if they are not healthy people, that you are at a loss and and you cannot do this process. It's just to say that generally speaking, their, their say is the most powerful. So if that is you, that your parents aren't around or they, they haven't healed and grown since you grew up and you can't get that truth from them, you might have to fight a little bit harder to really believe these new truths. And that is okay. It's still possible. Remember with God, anything is possible. God is the one where our healing comes from. We are never without hope. But it's just something to keep in mind. But other people as well, mentors, teachers, peers, they can absolutely have a voice of truth in your life. Now, if you're going to be going and seeking out these voices of truth for you, you need to be careful. Make sure that you are seeking out safe people. There there might be people that are going to reinforce these lies in you. Like, oh yeah, you really are alone. Yeah. Don't you see that no one really loves you? Don't you see that your husband isn't really there for you? That's not the truth. And so if you are seeking that out, just make sure these are safe people that are going to, you're going to allow speak into you. Okay. And then the third source of truth, which really has the most authority in your life, if you allow him, is God. Now, this can be through the Holy Spirit speaking to you. I know I have a friend that struggled with these beliefs about herself, and she just really felt strongly that that there was something wrong with her, that she wasn't really loved, that God didn't really accept her and love her. And I told her to go and seek the voice of the Holy Spirit and to just literally ask God, God, what do you think of me? And do that in a, in a quiet place where you can really hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and give silence afterwards. 
And she came back and God had spoken all of these amazing things to her about how wonderfully she was created, how special she was, all of the good things that were inside of her. And I just think that connection to Holy Spirit can be so powerful in helping reinforce these new truths in your life. But you do have to believe that it's the Holy Spirit speaking. You do have to make that choice to stand in faith and accept that that is true. Now, a little bit of uh, fire to throw at the lies that might pop into your head if you try this. If you start thinking, oh, well, of course I would think that, that, you know, maybe, maybe you feel like God says, I love you or you're special. And you might start thinking, well, of course, I, I, want to, I want to believe that. So, of course, I would think that. But I want you to think about what you naturally tell yourself when you are in pain. What do you tell yourself? What do you go to? Often it's these, these lies, these pain points that we keep talking about. I'm alone. I'm not good enough. I'm out of control. Those are mine. But that is where my brain naturally goes. So if I'm hearing something about how wonderful and beautiful and well-created I am, that is not my own voice. That is not where my voice is going to go. Now, if you need some proof of this, another great place to find truth from God is in his word. Dig into the Bible. You can even go into Google, search, what does the Bible say about me? What does the Bible say about how it's created? Look up some verses and see what God says about you because he has a lot to say about you and it's really good. And also, if you are seeking out the voice of the Holy Spirit and you're hearing things that are not good, like you're ugly or you're not good enough or, you know, whatever that might be, that is not the voice of God. So make sure you are testing what you hear from the Holy Spirit with God's word. Make sure it aligns because all throughout scripture, God says that you are wonderfully made, that you are created in his image, that you are more than a conqueror, that he loves you so much that he's caring about every detail of your life. I can give you verse after verse about God's truth, what he says about who you are. So look through these three sources of truth and then look back at your core pain word. Now your truth must completely answer that pain word. So for example, my feeling of being alone, my truth that I say is that I am never alone. And I say it's my truth because it answers my pain, but really it's God's truth because this is something God speaks to me. So I'm not trying to say there are multiple truths. This is just answering my pain. So the truth that I say is that I am never alone. How do I know that? Because God says it. God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. God says, do not worry about anything, which for me helps me remember when I feel alone and scared, I'm not supposed to worry about anything, which means that he is watching over me. He is protecting me. That if I don't have to worry about anything, it means I don't have to worry about robbers breaking into my house, which is one of my fears. And I don't have to worry though, because God says not to worry, which means he's with me. I'm not alone. I am also surrounded by amazing people that love me. My husband loves me. My parents love me. I have amazing friends. I am in a healthy church community surrounded by people that support me and are for me. 
So when I am in that moment of pain and I am struggling and feeling like because my husband's withdrawing that it means that I'm alone, I stop and I'll show you the steps to take. But I one of the steps is speaking the truth. What is the truth about my situation? Okay, actually, the truth is that I am never alone. It's impossible. God says he'll never leave me. Make sure you go down into the show notes. I have for you some links to documents with all of the truth words just to help you kind of have um, a context for how to even word it. Sometimes it's helpful to see a sheet of them that, that all completely answer the pain points. So to talk about the rest of mine, so the first one is I'm never alone. My second one, my pain is um, I am out of control. But what answers it for me is that I have choices. So when I tried to go through this one, I thought about, okay, well, the opposite would be that I'm in control. But it just, it just didn't resonate with me. And so what really helps remind me when I just feel like things are out of control, like I'm trapped, like I can't ground myself, I just remember I have choices. I always have a choice. And that is the truth that grounds me again. And then the third one, I feel inadequate or not good enough. And what answers it for me is that I am more than enough. So you can kind of make this your own. Like, um, you know, one of the the words on the paper says enough, but for me, it just it didn't feel like enough. Like I just had to feel like it was a little more emphatic. Like, I don't want to just be enough. I want to be more than enough. And I know that God created me in his image. So I am more than enough. I have everything I need and more to do the job he's called me to. Now, I know for some of you that maybe have been through a lot of trauma or aren't in the healthiest life now with the healthiest people, some of these truths might be harder to identify and especially to believe. And that's okay. One, I would suggest getting into God's word. He has so many things that he says about you. And I can't think of a better source of truth than the person that created you. But sometimes it requires, you know, a little bit more deep work to even begin to believe these things. And so if that's you, I really recommend finding one of the restoration therapists that are in the show notes and just going in. There's there's some amazing exercises they can take you through to help you experience something new. So almost like having you had these experiences as a child that reinforce these lies But one of the things that therapy can do besides just provide insight about what's happening is to help you experience something different, to experience the opposite of that, help create that environment in the room for you so that you can have a new experience to draw from when you're in those moments of pain. So if you're really struggling with this, I highly recommend jumping into that. I would love to do some coaching with you as well. We are not going to dive into trauma. That would be a great thing to do with a therapist, but I would love to do some like inner healing work with you and pray with you and go in and help guide you in hearing from the Holy Spirit so that you can have some of these truths from God as God speaks over you to draw from. And I do want to touch on just one specific truth that can be a little sticky. So if someone is feeling unsafe, that's one of their core words. 
you know, the, the natural truth would be I am safe. And what's interesting, and I hope you go to some of these restoration trainings because you'll get to hear firsthand some of the stories of Terry and Sharon who created this theory. They both have insane stories of their childhood and what happened to them and and Sharon's story specifically like you would hear it and think there's no other thing you could believe except for the fact that you are unsafe and so it can be sticky because we we don't live in a perfect world I mean technically speaking the world is unsafe we can get in an accident we can get killed a million things can happen to us or our children And so with this one, you have to go a little bit deeper. And so one of the things Sharon talks about is that she is safe in God's economy. Because remember, God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Remember, he says, do not worry about anything. And so if he's saying that he has it all taken care of, doesn't mean that we're not going to face scary situations or we're not going to get hurt. Those things might happen, but when God is with us, it will all be okay. And I don't say that lightly. I say that, you know, coming out of a miscarriage, which I know is, we never compare, but, you know, you might feel like you've gone through much worse. But what I've known from my miscarriage is that the worst thing can happen, but with God, he can turn that very worst thing into the very best thing. And so I do not fear anymore. Sometimes I have moments where fear rises up, but I shove it down. I give it to God. Because I genuinely believe that he is in control and he will work all things for good. He promises us that in the Bible. He will turn all things good according to his will. And so if that one is a struggle for you, I highly recommend getting some support in that. I would love to help with coaching and going deeper into the spiritual component with you and helping you find that trust in God. Or one of the restoration therapists would be a great person to help walk you through those things. Okay, and then the second part of the peace cycle is we're going to develop new behaviors. So as we begin to believe these truths about who we are, new behaviors emerge. And these are going to be the opposite of our destructive coping behaviors. So... For example, my first one was anger. And so for me, I looked at what that was, and that is blame. And this, what I'm really looking for, like I talked about earlier, is that connection. And so the opposite of my anger, which is actually pushing away and blaming, which pushes away further, the opposite action would be to reach out for connection. So if I go in and instead of believing that I'm inadequate, I go in believing that I'm more than enough. And so instead of getting angry, I'm going to reach out for connection. Now, I know that that sounds like a big jump. I'm going to talk to you next episode about how to string these things together so you have four practical steps to use in each scenario. But right now, I just want you to focus on figuring out the opposite of those destructive coping behaviors. So my first one was reach out for connection. My second one, my destructive coping is to control, to make everyone and everything aligned with how I think it should be done in the right 
way, like, you know, there's always the joke about loading the dishwasher. And that is for sure real in our house when I'm not careful, because I can go into this hyper control mentality and need everything to fall under my expectations in my way. So my, my new behavior, if I'm living in the truth of who I am, is to relax and let go. And when I remind myself of this, it's like, okay, I don't have to control everything. I can just relax, let go. It's going to be okay. Okay. And then my third one, my destructive coping is to escape. And for me, the opposite is to nurture myself. So this escape is trying to flee from this fear that I'm not good enough. And often it's in destructive behaviors like, you know, watching too much TV in the past, it could be a lot of other things too that were, were even more destructive. But instead of choosing those destructive things that destroy myself, I choose to nurture myself. And so this looks like, you know, literally physically taking care of my body, taking a bath and giving myself that space. It means speaking kind words to myself. It means giving myself time to process like journaling or having time in worship with God, whatever I need to nurture myself in that moment. So I want you to go through your three destructive coping and look at what would be the opposite of that. Instead of that, if you really believe this truth about yourself, what would you do instead? And next week, I'm going to show you how it all strings together. It's going to make total sense how these new behaviors could really exist it's still going to be hard work, but with the Holy Spirit, this is absolutely possible. So make sure you go down into the show notes, subscribe up for updates, and it'll also give you these sheets with the words of truth words on there, as well as coping words with the new coping so that you can have some examples of what that might look like. Sometimes it's just really helpful to see those on the paper. It doesn't have to be on the paper, but I know for myself and a lot of others that has been really helpful. So I hope and believe that God is speaking to you through this and that he is going to begin revealing what the truth is about who you are, about you being safe, about how loved you are. And I, I highly suggest you do this in prayer. Go to God, ask him, what's the truth about me? Maybe he's going to have a specific word for you that you can add to your truth. I can't wait to see all that God is going to do as he reveals the truth of who you are. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.